record it. Right, it's recording. Cool. Okay. Hi, welcome to the first episode of Brit-ish with Jean Kennedy and Afro Gluck, um, produced by GYG Media. For those of you who don't know, my name's Jeevan. Um, I'm half Indian and half Irish. Um, I was born in Dublin and I moved to the UK in 2004. Um, Afra is my co-host. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, so I'm Afra. My mum is from Sierra Leone and then my dad is English with his dad's like his family are Jewish and our podcast is basically it's called Brit-ish because we are two young people we're Brit-ish and we're giving us a perspective on things that are happening in society at the moment and in our country and how it affects us being the young people who always get caught up in the middle of it all. Thanks um so today we're going to be talking about news and media so I've seen a lot of things going around lately of um like when you go on Instagram and stuff and you go on The Guardian or mm -hmm. whatever news channel you follow, people are accusing the news of fear-mongering, of scaring people. Um, and we're just going to talk about that. Is it fair? Like, is this other news actually scaremongering? Is it, mm -hmm. should we be doing it? So my first kind of topic that I'm throwing out there is, um, is the sheer amount of coverage just overwhelming? yes oh my goodness it's just I feel like there hasn't been a break for anything else like I'm sure other things are happening in the world like the Labour leadership was last night I only had a smidge about that like there are other things happening but it's kind of just like this pandemic 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 corona the death rates going up this that and the next and the sheer volume is a lot for people to take in and in one hand like it's good for us to be educated and not like China and be suspicious and kind of like hide the facts oh yeah definitely at the same time it's like can we actually deal with all this information right now like we're only human and a lot of us don't understand what all these technical words mean and things like that all this medical jargon so how much good is it doing us for this sheer amount of volume of news yeah it's just it's um it spreads the panic as well doesn't it like you could say that all mm. the all the news of this is the amount of deaths this is how many people in your area have got it and it just spreads that panic yeah, and, yeah. which leads people to act irrationally which is when we see the rise of things like panic buying and the shops have to include all these mm -hmm. horrible measures and um we were kind of looking at um a rise in hate crime in new Definitely. york um the other week or no this week actually um mm -hmm. yeah it's it really yeah it's a, it's a tough question like do you think that the news is covering it too much i think i think they are because obviously we need to get like daily updates about what the situation is but i don't think that I, I think the reason why it's seeming a lot worse is because everything else is shut down. So, for example, today, the Sunday afternoon, the last football match of the day would be starting at, like, half five. They've already been having there'll be two matches going on at the moment. So, like, you'd have coverage of other things. Back to football. Football and yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there, because there are other things going on in the day. People are talking about, oh, this happened with some nonsense celebrity. Like, there are other things happening normally that kind of filter our way into our news and I think because everything is shut down we have no choice but to listen to the situation because this is the only news that we're getting and we live in a time of 24-hour news so it's very much like there's always got to be something to talk about and at the moment there isn't anything so I think just like the fear-mongering and especially uneducated people's opinions on it all is because they, they need to fill the hours like news people need to fill the hours and they'll fill it with nonsense things that are going to scare people so yeah. um 
Yeah, like they've got no choice, but it is getting ridiculous. Mm. But like a lot of people are saying that we should be staying more positive about this whole pandemic. Like it's a tough time for a lot of people. It's a time where people should really be thinking more positively and about other people. But I mean, my kind of question is, we should be keeping updated on what's happening with the coronavirus is stating facts fear-mongering and mm. like you could even argue another side of that that maybe this fear-mongering is good because it gets or fear-mongering is good because it's getting people to take this seriously would you think yeah. about that um it's a tricky one because like you said like it can be a good thing i know we we're discussing it and we're going for like the notes things for this but talking about how fear-mongering like if you say like this is what's going to happen you need to do this and the government are now even saying if people basically don't behave we're going to have to put on harsh restrictions and that isn't fear-mongering but it's giving us a consequence and yeah. i think that will kind of that consequence will make people want to stay in their homes having their outdoor exercise being taken away from them that will make people want to stay in their homes so in one sense it is good but in another sense like you said it just leads to like havoc like panic buying and things like that it just gets ridiculous um i would meant to say when i worked when i did my one one shift at tesco's this man from florida was there and he said that um in florida they always have hurricanes things like that but he's never seen panic buying like it because they're used to it and it's not like a, oh my god uh, the world's ending yeah. thing. like it's a normalish thing so people are able to prepare for it and they're better equipped to deal with this thing but i think because there's nothing else happening it is just because it's global like there's nothing else happening mm. that's the only thing they could talk about and it's just like coming from us at all angles yeah and it is a completely new experience i see a lot of people trying to make the argument well how many people die from flu or other diseases mm -hmm. that are going on in the world um that happen like all, all all the years round. but the thing about coronavirus that people don't seem to be getting that this is a new virus mm -hmm that is spreading really quickly and at the end of the day is lethal um yeah yeah at the start i think it was like it was kind of like useful when it wasn't as big thing in england it was use it was useful to have like the stats saying like oh this many people die from this and this how many people have died from coronavirus like it was kind of useful to put it in perspective for us to be like oh then it isn't that bad but i think at the moment using like things about the flu like it's not too useful because it's in our country we're having to go into lockdown like that we understand that it's we, so most of us will be fine but the consequences of it are very real and they're affecting everyone mm. i feel like i feel like i'm in primary school i feel like the government is a teacher yeah, and everyone like, else stay. is like oh sit down and do your sit down and do what you're supposed to do and everyone's mm. running off and sunbathing and going to the beach yeah. and like bank holidays you know, like, coming up you know, like the teacher says to you, like if whoever, if any of you mess up on this, none of you are going out of break time exactly, or something like that. Yeah. And then because of, and then like us not going out of break time is not having a summer because yeah. we've got to prolong this thing for even longer. It's so annoying. And the photos of as well, people in parks in London, and then even in Gravesend, the prom, people are going down to the prom in prom mobs. Like there's no need. There's mm. no need. Yeah. Well, the is it Dominic Raab? I think is the mm. one who said it or Matt. Oh gosh, this is really embarrassing. Um, Hancock, is it? Hancock, that's it. Yeah, the health secretary, I think that's yeah. it. He was saying sunbathing should be banned in public spaces. <laughs> yeah. He was like, just imagine you're six foot away. But the fact is that I think we do need to enforce these measures properly. I mean, <laughs> when you do make the argument that the scaremongering and fearmongering is going to make people take it more seriously, people still aren't doing it. And all it's doing mm -hmm. is just hyping up the anxiety for, you know, other people mm -hmm. who are taking the right precautions. 
yeah they don't necessarily need to do the fear mongering they just need to actually put in the restrictions like i'm sure if they put five ticket officers in the prom yesterday and today you wouldn't have as many people there because you're actually getting consequences yeah but because like they haven't like i haven't seen many cases in the news where people say like oh, i got fined for this da, 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 things like that you haven't seen much about that so maybe if we actually start seeing that there are real um repercussions to our actions and something's going to hurt our pockets especially at the time where it's like yeah economically unsure uncertainty like maybe then people will get the message mm. So there's a lot of people saying that we want to stay positive as well. Um, is there any ways that you think that the news could stay more positive? That's a tricky one because like all I'm thinking all in the news, more positive things I think I've seen on social media, like um, like Rochelle Humes, her and her husband do like an Instagram live, like little DJing session, because he's a DJ, and they do one of those like every evening, and they get loads of people on together, and so like everyone's having a little dance, and I like things like that, like that's like a positive thing that I've seen, but I can't really think of much in the news, in terms of, like when you hear the stories of like old people recovering, or like young children recovering, things like that, people with pre-existing conditions, that's obviously positivity, but I, it's, it's hard, because like there's not much that you could pull out that's a positive, mm that isn't relating to like people recovering or then whipping up hospitals and like yeah that. yeah it is a trick it's a tricky situation like when you want people to stay calm and stay positive mm. but there's not much that you can do other than yeah. just this is what's going on can you on. think of anything can you think of anything they could do to like make it more positive i mean thinking about what i'm looking at on social media and stuff like i don't know mm. like cute videos of animals i mean that's not something that the news could do but it's certainly something that yeah like, like just oh, yeah mm. like heartwarming you know um i've seen videos actually of um like um family members visiting old people's homes and they go yeah. and talk through the windows it is a little bit like sad because they can't see each other but it mm. is nice to see people still finding ways to interact yeah exactly that's um i went for a walk today and i waved to my grandma through um her window because she oh. lives in like a, a like a flat for like old people yeah um and then like i went and saw my friends and i'll go down on my bike they'll get out from the front door and i'll sit in their front garden from the front door <laughs> and we'll talk from the porch that's it's, brilliant it's, like yeah exactly i feel like i'm 12 again like i'm going down to the house and be like can jesse come out and talk it's like <laughs> it's so odd because things I haven't had to do in so long because usually I'll just like walk down the road we'll sit in her house for a bit maybe go get some fish and chips but now it's like you've got to sit by the wall on her grass and we'll just talk yeah. like that's it like we're just talking <laughs> because you can FaceTime you can phone call but it's like having that like face-to-face -face interaction yeah. it's just like a bit of normality and I think and that can be done like at a sensible rate but then if I started saying like okay girls so there's a group of 10 of us if we all go out to the prom and we all stay two meters away from each other we'll be fine that'll be okay like there's a difference between going to your friend's house and standing by the door looking from afar and then yeah. being like let's all go out in the masses but stay on say this far apart <laughs> from each other and I feel like people need to understand that and be sensible mm. oh what was I gonna say I think another thing that um we could be reporting more on is the things that people are doing to support those who are vulnerable yeah. so for example um we're both part of the gyg committee in gravesham mm -hmm. and we're thinking about starting to set up pages for fund food banks i know the local mm -hmm. quarter is um start doing like a delivery thing for people yeah. um and the council starting a um 
delivery thing mm. for people who can't have access to food i think things like that and um you know you see people supporting like nhs workers and stuff i mean mm-hmm. there's probably loads of examples that the news could report on and that could be broadcasted mm-hmm. talk about the work of amazing young people yeah but those bits yeah exactly like those <laughs> bits of positive news stuff that you want to see like because it's a refreshing chain especially it's cute as well like if you see little kids like doing drawings or helping their parents with like little bags to help out um key workers or nhs staff and for like things for old people like stuff like that is really nice and you kind of see it more on a local news level but you don't really see it on like um prime time news if that makes sense i thought that's very american to say prime time news (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) I will shut on my brother for saying that, so I feel really bad for saying it. Okay, I'll forgive but, you. Um, yeah, I just think that that is so lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> those are just really cute. Like those are really lovely things to do, and it's a refreshing break. And it also it strengthens the community. Like it makes us as a community stronger because we know that everyone's looking out for each other. And it encourages more people to do the same. Mm. well speaking of community and a time to come together another thing that people have been criticizing the news about is using coronavirus as an excuse to criticize our government and governing party Uh Um, uh, for those of you who don't know us we're like really good at not good big into discussing politics and stuff so (laughs) i'm quite excited to get into this so do you think Mm -hmm. it's fair to use coronavirus as a time to attack the Conservative Party when it could be a time where we should really be discarding party politics or coming together as communities, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's fair, but it's necessary because it's not fair that in this situation you're like kicking the dog when it's down. Like It's not fair, Like things are really bad, but it's necessary to show that funding has been cut Tories have voted against it and they it's a repeated pattern of them not caring for social workers, for these um, lower class, not lower class people, but lower skilled jobs, things that we actually need to clearly make everything go round. So it's not really fair, but it's necessary. It needs to happen because you need to show people that this is the party that's causing austerity. I mean, this is really political, but um, like this is this is what happens when you have cuts to a national health service. Like things become overwhelming. Nurses are crying. There are crises happening. Like the NHS are like asking for recruits, not recruits, volunteers. But it kind of just shows the pressure that's put on them and how there needs to be a change in that. So it's not really fair, but it's a necessary evil, unfortunately. Mm. I think it's. I don't think it's unfair to point out things, actions that have been taken that mm-hmm. we already knew had consequences. So cutting NHS funding um, with the policy of austerity to save money um, has had consequences. We see it every single winter when the NHS struggle. And, you know, I know mm-hmm. quite a few people personally who um, have had to wait a long time for operations and treatment and stuff so we already knew that the nhs was in a bit of a bad state it's been a topic of discussion for like years Mm -hmm. um and now we're seeing the added pressure of coronavirus and if we don't if we don't have those preventative measures it's going to be hundreds or no not Mm -hmm. even hundreds like thousands of people being infected and relying on the nhs 
and we've and that is the consequence of these cuts and i don't think it's unfair to point that out i mean that's what the tory party have done yeah and i think that like it's an uncomfortable reality for a lot of tory voters especially those who come from working class families and who have like menial jobs like um delivery people or jobs that they could be considered lower skilled workers but they still need it at the moment because they can kind of see that I'm voting for a party that's not really protecting my interests as an employer and they're not protecting my family's safety either so I think but I feel like this would be a real test for their party because it could lead to you turning around and then being like and then it could be next few years of labour kind of like how after who was the after like Gordon Brown that was the last labour prime minister and how the recession in 2008 he had to come in really quickly things like that this could be the tory party's version of that and it could mean that they're gone for however many years but then it could also strengthen their position in politics because it could be like well look we sorted out coronavirus real good so you should be voting for us and mm. and during in politics like how we talk about in national crises like test a leader and a lot of the times they'll get re-elected because of it like with George Bush for 9-11 he was seen as a national leader icon whatever in the sense he's protecting his country so it could have that same effect for the Tory party because I don't think it necessarily will have it for the individual being Boris Johnson but it could kind of like strengthen them but it could really kick them down the scale. <laughs> well I am, I am really interested to see how um, in the aftermath of coronavirus, how politics is going to be affected. Because like, as you mentioned, with mm. Bush in 9-11, um, the approval ratings go up when a country goes through national crisis. I mean, look at Trump right now. His approval rating is going up because I think in times mm -hmm. of crisis and panic, you kind of flock to your government or your leader yeah. um, just, for, just to su support and feel um, mm -hmm. like safe. But I'd, I am really interested to see what is going to happen in well we don't know when the i don't know when the next general election is going to be but if people will still well labor's got a it's got jeremy corbyn out it's got a new leader new deputy mm -hmm. leader they yeah. could really if they didn't mm -hmm. jump on this opportunity to um criticize the tory party then i mm -hmm. i don't know what to say but it's interesting how yeah. it could change the landscape I think it will become like if, towards the rest of the year now they'll be pushing for like reform bills for like um, protection of key workers and like raises and more funding so I think we'll really see the effects of that play out in the commons in the next well when this is wrapped up really because obviously there's not an opportunity to do it now but we'll be seeing that come to the forefront and I think it might even lead to a few um Oh, I'm thinking about the tone in America, you know, like swing voters, like for swing ju yeah. justices, like yeah. a few people who are kind of like on the line, moving more towards Labour in because of these policies, because they show how they're needed, and they're going to say, I'll vote for your bill on that. Mm. Well, I think, um, again, going back to the criticism that we should be putting aside party politics and coming together, I think it's really important to remember that we live in a democracy and a key feature mm -hmm. of living in a democracy is that we should get to hold our government accountable for the things they've done i mean exactly are, that's the whole point that's the whole point yeah. for elections i mean to be honest like, like the last yeah. four years to yeah. out. i mean to be fair any government any party any person in power right now would struggle um mm -hmm. like it's a completely unprecedented situation no one i don't think you could have prepared for this but there are no. things that 
the Tory government have made that will probably worsen the situation if we say um, NHS funding, they're not acting fast enough, like it took them ages to, well not ages, it took them longer to close the schools than any other country, yeah, well, exactly. most countries in Europe, yeah. um, they've been mm. we've been receiving contradictory information with the whole thing of herd immunity and we're all going to try and take it mm. on the chin <laughs> and then Boris Johnson got it and it was like no we're reverting back, no just mm. don't leave your home, lockdown. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. It, is a it is a tough one, I hate to just dampen, like not dampen, I hate to just rain all over the Tory party but mm -hmm. this is this really is going to make or break them, I think. Mm -hmm. next yeah, and they dug this hole, like their, their cuts in funding dug this hole and it's going to take us even longer as a country to come out of it because they put us in this hole, however under billions cut to the NHS. But of course, if we slap it on a bus and say it's the EU's fault, it's all fine. <laughs> so uh, just to finish up, do you think that we should set aside party politics? Um, for the meantime, yes, but after serious questions need to be asked about how funding, that I, serious, how funding cuts are going to affect us as a nation. So at the moment, we all need to work together, um, the good, bad and evil, but we need to look at how we got in this position and what people are going to do different to prevent it from happening again. Thank you for so listening. This will be an interesting one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stay safe, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs>